0: the word of your testimony, what that is, and why it's so important, next on Times of Refreshing. Here in Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 12, we're told that we overcome Satan through the blood of the Lamb, and the power, or the word, of your testimony. So what does that exactly mean, the word of your testimony? Well, that's what we're flushing out here today on Times of Refreshing, the ministry of the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California. Our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman, will return us once again to Revelation 12 as we seek to understand what it means to have the word of your testimony. Here's Pastor Napoleon now with today's broadcast. Join us. Look at this.
1: Therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declare first to those in Damascus and in Jerusalem and throughout all the region of Judea, and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do what works befitting repentance. And for these reasons, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. He says, therefore, having obtained help from God, to this day I stand witnessing. Somebody say witnessing. Witnessing. Somebody say witnessing. witnessing. He says witnessing both to small and great, saying no other things than those which the prophet and Moses said would come that the Christ would suffer, that he would be first to rise from the dead and would proclaim the light to the Jewish people and to the Gentiles. Can I have an amen? Amen. And so in this moment, what does Apostle Paul do? He doesn't go into some five-page lecture on this and that. He doesn't start prophesying. He doesn't start calling down fire from heaven. He stops and he starts to recount to them That which he knows to be fact. And that is his personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about his past. He talks about his conversion. He talked about what Jesus did for him. And I think it's important for all of us here that we get this fixed and ingrained in our hearts and our minds. What Jesus has done for you was for you. Start to talk about it. Because you overcome the enemy by the words of your testimony. The devil cannot erase what Jesus did for you. He cannot say that that was a lie. Because it is your testimony. You are on the witness stand and you are giving the facts before God and before all of heaven that Jesus, can I have an amen, that Jesus did this for me. I don't know about everybody else, but I was blind, but now I see. Apostle Paul stopped here in front of King Agrippa and all those who were watching and listening, and he said, this is, this is what I know. This is what he did. They tried to kill me because of my testimony. He said, but God was my help. And I think it's important that when we learn to testify, we learn to stand flat footed and begin just to talk. And we don't have to know every single thing in the Bible. And you don't have to be a theologian. And you don't have to be a person that knows every scripture and can remember everything by heart. I want to say that it's good if you do those things, but it's even better if you just testify about what Jesus has done in your personal life. It's even better to stop closing your mouth when, when, in moments when God wants you to open your mouth and just tell somebody about what Jesus did for you. And no, you may not be perfect and no Jesus may still be working on you but but he's brought, he's he's got you to this point and to the point that he's got you testify by that this is what Jesus did in my life and this is how we overcome we when we learn to do this it gets fear off of us it gets condemnation off us it gets guilt off us it gets that little accuser that's in your head it gets him out of your head when you begin to talk about who Jesus, what Jesus has done for you, and not just talk about it. Talk about what Jesus has done for you, just with people that are your close associates. But when's the last time you shared your testimony with somebody you don't know? When's the last time you stopped somebody and say, "Hey, man, this, yeah, I'm struggling. I need. Well, let me let me tell you what Jesus did for me." If he did it for me, he's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He can do it for me. You need to get free from depression. He can get you free. I'm telling you right now. You need to get free from different things. Jesus can do it. And we learn to testify. And we need to know our Bibles. We need to get into the Scripture. But when your your scriptures and your testimony begin to flow together, you become an unstoppable force and the devil doesn't know what to do with you. When your testimony and God's word begins to just flow out of you freely, your testimony, talking to people about your past is important also because it helps people to see that everybody in the church isn't perfect. God's working on us. But then at the same time, it helps people to see that, man, if these people can get free, I can get free. I, I, and we learn to testify. People, they stop and they, and they close their mouth and they say, well, you know, nobody cares that, that God did this for me. Well, you never know. You can be, God could have brought you out of the very thing that somebody just needs a little bit of hope. That's what we talk about. We talk about homosexuals openly in this church. You know how many homosexuals come to this church and get delivered and set free, set in their right mind and got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost, and now some of them married, having kids, they're doing all kinds of stuff, that God and changed their life? I laugh at it. Are you serious, man? What do you mean you can't change? I done seen too many people change. That's my testimony. You can't tell me that people can't change. Yes, they can change. We saw them change right here in this church. What you mean? You can't be faithful to your wife. Yes, you can. You know how many people we've seen come to the church? God delivered them out of that and set them free, and they are happily married and being faithful in their marriages. What you mean you can't get off drugs? The devil is a lie. We have seen so many people get off drugs in this church. You crazy, man. That's my testimony. Jesus can do it for you, too. We learn to talk about this stuff openly because God wants to set people free, and, and we overcome By the word of our testimony. Can I have an amen? Amen. We talk about God delivering us in our past, but what about the present? We need to talk about what God has done, but we also need to talk about what God is doing. Go to 1 Peter chapter 1, and we're going to look at this. Verse 1 on down to 5. What is he doing? It says here in verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, elect according to the foreknowledge of God God the Father and sanctification of the Spirit for obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace be multiplied. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Look at this. Who are kept, somebody say kept, who are kept by the power of God through what? Faith. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation. He says, ready to be revealed in the last time. He says, who are kept by the power of God through faith. So Jesus, he did it for me, but then he's doing it for me. He did it for me in my past, but he's doing it for me. He's keeping me by the power of God. Through the release of my faith. If I believe that I can be kept, I will be kept. If I stay focused on God's keeping power in my life, I will be kept. So it's not just about what Jesus did for me. It's also about what he's doing for me. And I have to keep in mind that that it's my responsibility to testify about what he's doing for me. In terms, now watch this, of his keeping ability. The devil hates it. When we begin to talk about how God is our shield, is our buckler, how he is our very present help in a time of need, that he is our way maker, that we can count on him, that he is our keeper, that he is our sustainer, that he is our uplifter. That he's our encourager, that he is here today and will stay today and be with me tomorrow. We, he doesn't like it when he when Jesus tells us to take no thought for tomorrow. Sufficient of the day is his own troubles. He doesn't like it when the Bible says for us to to uh to, to to pray to our God and to ask Him for our daily bread. That we are kept by God. And and it's a matter of our faith. So we got to learn to testify. This is what Jesus did, but this is what he's doing in my life. He's keeping me. He's sustaining me. He's with me. And I'm kept by this power in my life as I continue to release my faith. And part of the way in which I release my faith is I testify. What is God doing in my life right now? He's keeping me. He's blessing me. He's continually Doing things. And every single one of us, at the same time, we have things going good in our life and we have things that aren't going so good in our life. Is there anyone in this room that doesn't have something in your life that you think you would like God to fix a little bit? That's just life. But, and what we tend to do is focus on the things that aren't right instead of talking about the things that are right. Start testifying about how God is keeping you. Start testifying about how God is sustaining you. Talk about how you are kept by the power of God through faith. He saved me, but he's sustaining me in the midst of all the world. Listen, the Bible says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against God's church. The church is not going to die, y'all. You are the church. As we remain in him, we're going to be okay. But the thing that we have to learn to do is talk like we're going to be okay. Stop talking ourselves out of the blessing that God has already released in in our lives. God, I want to testify about what you are doing in my life. You're keeping me. You're sustaining me. My inheritance is reserved for me. And I am kept by the power of God through faith. Is everything perfect in my life? No, but I'm being kept by God. That God will sustain me. That God will keep me. We learn to do this, and it confuses the enemy. And in some cases, it confuses your haters. Move on, brother. (laughs) Philippians chapter 1. Now, let's look at this. Philippians chapter 1. And we're going to end with this. Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 on down to 6. Apostle Paul, once again, as as he is addressing the church of Philippi, he begins to get into this, and I think it's important because it's not just about what Jesus has done. Our past, we want to testify of that. Our present, how God keeps us in the midst of everything and is sustaining us. But what about our future? What God is going to do in our lives this is the sum of your testimony, your past, your present, your future. This is your testimony. We have to begin to testify. Look what he says in verse 3. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you with all joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident. Somebody say confident. This word confident in the, in the Greek, it means to be fully persuaded. That I'm fully persuaded. This persuasion has caused me to have a level of confidence where, where, where doubt and everything else has a hard time getting into my life. Because I've been fully persuaded and convinced that this is what God is going to do. He says, being confident of this very thing. That he who has begun a good work in you will do what? Complete it. Until the day of Jesus Christ, just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my change and in my defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers with me of grace. He says complete it. This word here in the Greek, complete it, means to finish it, to bring it to its end or to its climax. And for us, as we testify, we have to get this in our mind also, that as we're testifying, we're testifying about what God is going to do. I'm testifying about what God has done, what he is doing, but now through God's promises in his word, through God's things personally that God has spoken to me in my ear or or through prophetic ministry or whatever way in which God chooses to communicate, we, we, we get to the point in our lives that we begin to start to confess what God has said concerning our futures. And the more and more we do that, it strengthens our testimony because it's not just about what God has done. It's not just about what he's doing, but what is he going to do? And the Bible says very clearly that Paul knew this with certainty. And he was confident, he was fully persuaded that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. And it has to be in our hearts that, wait a minute, Jesus just didn't die to bring me out of bondage, to have me go through the, the wilderness, to not bring me into my promises in life. That God is going to bring me into my promises in life. He's going to do that. Now, I may have to take the scenic route because I got a hard head. And I might have to wander around a mountain a little longer than I want to. Yeah, go ahead and say, ouch. And I may be stuck here longer than I should be. And I tell people that, you know, from from Egypt to Jerusalem on, on foot was a 12 days journey. It took them 40 years. And some of us should have been into our promises by now. Wow! Well, uh, let the church say amen. <laughs> and so what I'm saying is all of us have to stop and say, wait a minute. Okay, Lord, I know that you're going to complete it. Now, my job is to make sure that I yield to you and allow you to take me through this process. But at the end of the day, as long as I stay on the potter's wheel, He's going to complete what he started in my life. Well, we have to learn to testify of this. If you know something that God's opening a door, if God's going to do something for you, if God is, is spoken to you or, it, you know, the promises of God through his word, talk about them. Man, God said he's going to bless me with that job. God said he's going to bless me. He's confirmed it many times. We have to learn to talk about those things. Now, we got to know for for sure that we've heard from God. But I think the main thing is your future isn't a mystery to God. Your future is not a mystery. Your journey, he's already got it mapped out. Get in the lane. Take your hands off the driver's. Take your hand off the wheel. Get out of the driver's seat and say, Jesus, let's roll. Let's roll, Lord. You go ahead and take the driver's, the, the steering wheel. We learn to do this. And then God begins to navigate us through life and bring us into blessings. But the problem that happens is we we don't, we sometimes we don't even believe our future is great. And, and in my mind, that's a that that's a question. And this is why it's so important we understand that when we testify of our future, we're 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 giving credibility and credence to God's character. What we're saying is, is this I know his character, this is what he will do. This is who he is in my life. The devil wants to not only accuse you, but he wants to accuse God that God can't do what he said he's going to do. We learn to testify. Well, yes, he will. God told us. God told me to take this staff and to go in here and throw it down. When I throw it down, it's going to turn into a snake. And and he told me to tell you, Pharaoh, to let his people go. Because he's taking them into a land that's going to flow with milk and honey. And so I'm going to go in there. David looks David looks at, at Goliath and says, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that's, that seeks to defy the armies of the living God? This day, the Lord is going to give you into my hands. David threw a rock, hit him upside the head, ran over there, grabbed his sword, and chopped his head off. But he told him he was going to do it before he did it. Sometimes you got to start talking about what God's going to do because you know that he begun a good work in your life and he's going to complete this work. God told me to start this business. God's going to bless this business. When we started this church, there was nobody. I was in the room by myself, and God said, name this church the well, and I'm going to draw people, and people are going to get saved in this place. I came out, and I met about a few people, and then voila. (laughs) When I met with Pastor David, he said, are you sure? I said, I I, I think, yeah. Yeah. God's gonna do this. He say, Help me. You're gonna help me. Y'all, yeah, we rolling. Let's go. Let's do it, son. We're gonna do it. You're gonna plant this church. But it, but it was started off is just something that's in you that God says, I'm gonna complete it. You learn to start talking about. Yeah, this is what Jesus is gonna do. Yeah, He's gonna make my marriage so strong, man. You watch what happens. Yeah, we might be going to counseling right now, but watch. God's going to break us through, man. It's going to be powerful what God's going to do in our home. Watch. Man, I'm going to get my finances together. Man, God's been speaking to me. This is a promise. I'm going to use God's biblical principles. I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek God. God's going to give me wisdom, and we're going to come out of debt. We're going to get our finances together. God's going to bless us. We're going to get our credit right. Man, we're going to buy a house. God's going to get We're going to do it, man. All this is for us. God can do this in our lives. Man, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work hard as unto the Lord. I'm going to be faithful on my job. And God is going to promote me when he sees my faithfulness. Hey, y'all, see, we right here. But watch, man, I'm getting ready to go up. Y'all might stay here. But God's getting ready to com- complete some things in my life. So y'all can sit here at the water cooler and gossip and talk bad about the boss, but I'm just going to be focused, and faithful around here, and I'm going up, and y'all can stay down in the name of Jesus. We got to get that in our minds, saints, that God will complete a work in us, but we don't even talk about it. All we can talk about is how the devil is busy, and how this person on my back, and they always trying to do that to block my blessing. Listen, get in God's lane, and nobody can block your blessing. God will complete his work on in your life. I want to close by saying this. We're in a world where whether you realize it or not, you are going to have satanic opposition. We're going to have to deal with issues and setbacks and delays. And the enemy is going to try to confuse you. And he's going to try to uh, discourage you. And you're going to get bad news sometimes. And you're going to get your, your, your feelings hurt sometimes. There's, there's going to be stuff We're in a fallen world, y'all, it's not perfect. But I love Jesus because what he does is he says, listen, in the midst of all this, he says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. What is your testimony concerning your past? Testify what God brought you out of. What is your testimony concerning your present? What God is doing in your life and how he's keeping you now. And what is your testimony concerning your future? That I know that I have a good and expected end. That Jesus, in terms of just my life, in terms of salvation, in terms of redemption, that he has it all worked out for me and he's going to complete it in my life. But do you talk about it? And do you get around people who will talk about it with you? Let's get this thing right. Let's get this thing right. Well, when you do that, saying, listen to me, you overcome a prerequisite for overcoming is testifying. is your testimony. It's testifying. It's testifying. It's stopping and saying, "God, I thank you for what was." I thank you for what is. I thank you for what will be. My life
0: is worth living. Thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. This program is a production of the Well Christian Community, and we pray this message has blessed you in a special way. If it has, please let us know by contacting us today. You can write to us at The Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. We're here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also contact us by phone at 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. Learn more about us as well as drop us an email at our website, thewellchurch.net. Again, that's thewellchurch.net.